welcome to yet another sparkling edition of the Thought Police in what can only be described as a very febrile February where there's an awful <laughs> lot going on. My name is Mike Graham. He is Matt Kelly. I am. Uh, welcome. I see you've just taken up Spanish, by the way. Not just. It's been like a 30-year quest. 30 years? I decided that I have to actually... Well, I've just heard you speaking some Spanish. Learn how um, to conjugate to one of a our, verb. our very favourite producers here. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was rather impressed. Well, it sounded like Spanish, didn't it? But it was actually very rudimentary. Was it? All I can really do is a bit of kind of holiday Spanish whenever yeah. I go there, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but I'd love to be able to speak better Spanish. Well, I, I worked in, as you know, I worked in Buenos Aires for like yeah. 18 months. And Barcelona. And, and Barcelona for a while. And yeah. all I can do is I can swear in in like Argentinian. That's always useful. Pelotudo. Right. Eh, boludo. <laughs> and I can say certain phrases in Argentinian yeah. like, uh, uh, un papa mono con bananas verde. No, carrito, no. Right. Uh, and that means you know, you never catch an old monkey with green bananas. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, la bombonera no tiembla, la bombonera late. Presumably. That means the uh, bombonera, <laughs> which is the home of Boca Juniors, doesn't yes. shake, it beats yes. like a heart. Presumably that's very different, though, because my daughter um, spoke Spanish when she came over to, to Europe to work, but it was Mexican Spanish, effectively. Yes. So when we went to Catalonia... She yeah. couldn't understand what anybody was saying. Well, they'd be speaking Catalan, um, which yeah. is a different language well, exactly. altogether. Yeah. And they couldn't understand what she was saying either. And she couldn't read. We went to one restaurant where there was it was all in Catalan. Yeah. In this little tiny place near. Um, that, by the way, of... is a signal not to go into the restaurants. If what? it's all in Catalan, they don't want you in the restaurant. No, that's not true. That's <laughs> it's a true. terribly, terribly racist. Did it not? Thing to did say. it not have photographs of the of the sausages and bacon no. and beans? No. With it numbers didn't... on them. No. No. no I don't. You go sure to places this restaurant like that. was for you? I don't go to places like that. No. This was we rented the most beautiful villa you've ever seen which was called Mas Grau uh, and it was outside Halona I'll have you know which has more uh, Michelin style restaurants I think, than any other place in the world wonderful place um, and this place was a 12th century farmhouse yeah. right? but it also had a swimming pool you must tell me about it uh, it yeah. was really great well I know you are telling well, me about it but you must but this let time, me know where the, it is. the nearest little town because it was the middle of nowhere it was yeah. surrounded by olive groves lemon trees all yeah. of that right yeah. and uh, we went to this little town which was very um, Catalan. It just wasn't yeah. a tourist spot in, at all. Uh, uh, hang on, wait. It was a little town in Catalonia, and it was very Catalan. Yes. I mean, it wasn't part what of the what... Ch- what are the chances of that, do you well, think? Well, you see, he's obviously had a bit of a what good luck What are the chances? This is why that. people don't like you. You know that. <laughs> the point is, right... Oh, it's all the point out is, now. The point is that... You describing me as some kind of, you know, Costa Blanca kind of, <laughs> oh, look, there's a picture of some paella. That's our audience some of that in it. No, I, what I'm saying is, is it was not designed for tourists. It was a yes. place where I went. The okay. reason I discovered it was because I was looking for cigarettes. Right. And I went and I found this bar tobacco went, or whatever yeah. ah, okay. uh, in this place, right? Yeah. And that's where I bought them. Okay. And I thought, this is a great little place. And we went there in the evening and there was music being played, people sitting out, having coffee, having wine. Yeah. We found this restaurant. They led us upstairs to this room and it was white tablecloths. Yes. And they didn't speak any English. No. So, I mean, that is quite unusual, even for Catalonia. Yes, I guess so, There was yeah. no English spoken. There was no yeah. English menu. Yeah. And it was all in this language that none of us could really yeah. understand. And it wasn't really Spanish. And we ordered yeah. the most fantastic thing, which came as a pizza. But it yeah. was square. Right. And it was, instead of pizza dough, it was kind of um, almost like croissant-style yeah. dough. Yeah. Like a sort of sweet kind of... Yeah. Um, and it was yeah. beautiful. Really, the mm. food was brilliant. And we just, in the end, ordered what we thought we were ordering, which was mostly right. Yeah. And it was great. Do you know what my favourite thing in Catal- Catalonian cuisine is? There's two, right? There's mm. one is, um, is like a little kind of... Uh, Goose barnacle. Oh yeah, and they call them. Um, is, that, is that like a sort of a, a cockle? Is that what no, we it's would like call a, a cockle? Oh god, man, they're like goose barn. They are goose barnacles, and they're called something beginning with a P, and it'll really? come to me in a minute. Are these like the, well, the snails? They like there as well. Yeah, but the these these are goose barnacles that are, are farmed 
on the sort of dangerous rocks in Galicia. Oh, yeah. And uh, Isn't and that more die. Basque? Isn't that more Basque? Yes, no, that is. But they eat them in all the sort of sophisticated Spanish cities. Oh, well, I, I don't go to those kind of places. people die every year getting them. Because, really? Because the best ones grow at the very point where the waves are pounding in. Oh, yeah. So they, they right. grow strong. There's, what are they called? Um, they, hang on, we've got our Spanish... You've got some help oh, there. Hang on, I've got my glasses. Can't read that. Pethebes, CCC, Climate Glass. Right. Well, Alvarino, the wine, Bethebes. comes from that region. Yes, it does. And apparently one of the reasons why it's so beautiful yeah. is because it's one of the few places where you have such a high above sea level vineyard. Yeah. Uh, and the and the north um, yeah. the north wind kind of blows off the Atlantic yeah. and makes the, the grapes much, much more palatable than yeah. any, anywhere else in the world. Well, and also, because I've, I've been there, mm. and the, when you see a, uh, an Alberini This has turned vineyard, into a sort of travel podcast. Yeah, but they, they, they grow them on, like, the ugliest sort of concrete frames. Yeah. It's, not, it's the opposite of, mm. like, a fr- picturesque French vineyard. Everywhere I but, go now in Sussex, by the way, there's yeah. another vineyard. I yes, think. I know. It's well, amazing. Our climate, we're going to be the next Champagne region. I like it. Well, the champagne, the, the sparkling wine in England is now very, very good. very good. It's very good. Very good. Of course, you'll be drinking it now because we've left the European Union, because but that's what you're supposed to do. That's it. No, you I know. can't drink champagne. I actually opened some champagne. Got a drink. Um, and people were like on Twitter, go, why aren't you drinking English sparkling wine yeah. for Brexit? I'm like, because I'm drinking champagne. Because it's what are shit. You, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's actually not shit, <laughs> no, but it's, it's actually it's very good. expensive. It's very good. And it's very expensive. But yeah. also, you know, I'm really not buying into this whole... Because we've now left the European Union, I will only eat things from Britain. Well, it's going to be and very I will only drink limited. things from Britain. Even your fish and chips comes from, like, Paraguay Well, it turns out that fish and chips... I keep reading everywhere I read stuff yeah. about fish and chips in the last week that it was invented by the Jewish uh, people. Fish and chips? Fish and chips, apparently, really? was imported into this country by Jews, yeah. Into the East End of London? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah. Yeah. Great so there stuff. you go. Yeah. Who knows? Who knew? Anyway, let's talk about uh, yeah. what's going on. Because um, there's an awful lot of what can only be described as plankery out there, Um, an awful lot of sort of false accusations being made. Uh, I've had a little run-in with some people over the course of the last few days Yeah, uh, because I've been labelled a racist, of course. Yeah, incredible. Who by? Uh, By all this Navarra media crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, who are, of course, the people who are... Don't give them the oxygen. I'm not going to, but they're in the business of actually promoting racism because that's how they manage to make any kind of money at all. If they do make any money, we shall see. But but it is that, the whole Twitter pile-on thing. Yeah. Piers Morgan's getting the same because, of course, yeah. you know, he's having a go at Jamil. I saw that. Um, I didn't know who that Jamil was until well, I saw Piers. the only reason I know of her is because he's had a various fallings out with right. her. And I think she's a some kind of pop star. She's she? got a million followers. Yeah, though, well, he's got seven. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's 7-1 to him. No, but the, the the point is the world is full of massively influential people mm. you've never even heard of. But when you say influential, they're only influential within their own circle. Within their own little bubbles, right? yeah. I mean, I get the, my favourite sorts of tweets that I get from people. Who are you? I've never even heard of you. Yeah, well, piss and off. And you me. go, well, can you read Twitter? Because yeah. if you look at Twitter, you can see who I am. Who are you, no. Mike Graham? Yeah, who are you, Mike I've Graham? I've never heard of you, You're Mike Graham. You're a nobody. Graham. You're a nobody. <laughs> well, why are you tweeting me then, you moron? <laughs> I mean, it really is quite remarkable. But the thing that's great about it is that while calling you a racist and a vile individual yeah you then get called i got called a nonce i got called a paedophile oh. i got called um infertile and incel it, it all you comes know out. all of that kind of really horrible all stuff comes out. and guess what they're all in the labor party these people they're all members of the labor party are you they've sure got, about that they've all got can Corbyn they not just be prime minister. like non-partisan twats no they're all in the labor party because that's what happens you know you right. get all the same people having a go at the people that they think yeah. are the enemy well it's all it seems to me and you know as you know i've been on the receiving end of it yeah and it's very very orchestrated mm. very orchestrated and what strikes me... It's always orchestrated. The more and it I goes think about for about three it, days and then it's done. The more I think about it, the problem seems to be is people conflating uh, abuse with being insulted. Yes. And there's dangerous abuse, which I think is, is you know, should be 
monitored yeah. and, and should be, you know, someone's trying to incite racial yes. hatred, right? You know, calling, go, here's where so-and-so lives, go yes. and stick a brick through his window, right? right? That should be a criminal mm. offence. Saying somebody's a bit of a twat, yeah. or I think you're a knobhead, yeah. or I think she should have done this because, yeah. you know, whatever, that, if you, you can disagree with it mm. all you like and you're perfectly free to fire yes. back, but to call for people to be sacked yeah. and lobby right. against them and petitions Also, they don't created. really see the irony of criticising me yeah. for making fun of somebody yeah. uh, due to their appearance uh, by making fun of my appearance. They well, don't quite get that that's actually no, in some no, way no, the same thing. It's it, it's their new it's the new intolerance. Right? Yeah. They are. I've, there was a great great thing uh, by Rowan Atkinson, which for some reason I can't remember where I stumbled on it, but it's mm. Rowan Atkinson talking for nine minutes yes. about freedom of speech. I've seen that. Yeah, and he t he talks about their people saying, you know, I'm I'm very tolerant. The only thing I'm intolerant of is intolerance. Yes. and he says, well, when you think about that, that is just one form of intolerance yes. being swapped for another. But exactly. And and these people think that because. They, in their liberal, progressive, righteousness minds, yes. and I'll include myself as a yeah. progressive, liberal, righteous well, twat. Yeah. used to be one they, before you started working with me. They, yeah, no, it's by osmosis. <laughs> I'm becoming more and more right-wing by the minute. But they think that they are right-wing, mm. right-thinking. They yeah. define correct thought. Oh, yeah. So if you don't conform, you are wrong-thinking. You are wrong-thinking. And, and you've you are got there the to wrong be insulted. You're and, being dehumanised. And, and now, I mean, universities in this country are now completely and utterly derailing yeah. the idea of open-mindedness yeah. by basically no-platforming people, by saying to certain people, you're not welcome here, yeah. your thoughts and your ideas are not welcome here, yeah. we're never going to discuss them because you're completely wrong. Well, the other thing you know, that that's I completely find... against what university is meant to be about, isn't I it? I find completely chilling is when somebody says something like Alistair Stewart the other day yeah. and then post that event it is declared to be racist yes. or something like that he, di he didn't mean that in a racist fashion he didn't fashion. he was quoting Shakespeare yeah. for God's sake well Shakespeare's probably racist now well, as well but to but this this idea that there exists a load of what they call tropes and memes and all of this oh, yeah. stuff that that you don't know about, yeah. but suddenly you say something perfectly innocently, yes. and it's ah, look, this is a famous I no idea, for a yes. racist slob to right. say, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's utter bollocks. It really is, and the problem is, um, and I've been listening to a couple of people talking about this recently, giving up Twitter. I know you basically gave it up. My advice is most don't go people, near the bloody thing. Most honestly. people actually having left it feel a lot better oh, about everything. What a weight I mean, off I would, I would actually consider that, except for the fact that it actually is a great means of publicising who I am. Yeah. And what I do because yeah. I am in a, in a situation where as You're a radio, in the public eye, I'm yeah. in the public eye but also as a radio presenter I'm, there are lots of people who don't know who I am yeah. and I'm fine with that but yeah. I want more of them to listen to me so yeah. the way that I do that uh, is to get out there yeah. and to have a few scuffles with a few people and, and, because you know, it always works to my advantage. Don't so they don't get that. There's nobody better at that than Piers, of course, yeah. you know, who does it sublimely, yes. brilliantly. But, but I you came always off worry, it. don't you, that he's gonna, one day something gonna bad go is going to happen because they, they get you in the end. I mean, yeah. I saw one of those memes the other day that said, you know, what they do is they poke you and poke you and poke you until your worst side comes out yeah. and then they blame you. And well, then that, they say they're the victim. You see, that's where I found myself all too easily uh, mm. enticed. To... You were kind of sucked in. Yeah, I was. and I, I, we've, you know, all, we've all been there. And that's not me. And I, So I just thought, no. I don't need it. It does, does me no benefit. No. I can still go on and, yeah. and sort of look at what people are saying mm -hmm. if I want to. But I just was thinking, what is the upside? Yeah, yeah. And there is no, no upside for someone like me. No. So I, just I mean, off. I'm the same. I mean, if it wasn't for what I do, I don't think I'd bother. No. You know, this is why I find it amazing that people who don't do what yeah. I do... Do bother. Well, mate, the time you, know? you get back into your life is unbelievable. Yes. I mean, yeah. people think it only takes a few seconds to write a tweet. And say, um, I realised I was spending, like, hours no, because, on Twitter no. a day. No, I mean, funnily enough, I was actually listening to Giles Curran 
talking about it because he had the same problem. Yeah. Somebody ended up turning up at his house really? um, because of a, a spat that he got into with oh, Owen Jones. I remember Jones, this, yeah. Um, over, over New Year, which I completely missed, actually. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. On, well, I do know what I was doing on New Year, but I don't know how I missed it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, he said that he was doing things like, you know, it was occupying almost all of his waking hours because yeah. he would put out a tweet and then, you know, half an hour later he'd be checking to see what the see, reaction was. Yeah, absolutely. And then he'd start to get into it with people. And he said sickness. even like walking, he'd take his kids and his wife out into yeah. the woods and he'd be sort of hanging back because he was reading yeah. his phone. Yeah. And all of that it's is, madness. Is, is crazy, it's isn't it? It's madness. You know, and it's I remember that, that. I remember that incident now. and I can't remember precisely what he said, but it was yeah. something he wrote in his Times column. And... It was seized on as mm. clear and obvious homophobia, yeah. whatever yeah, yeah. it was. And, right. of course, it was much more nuanced yeah. than that. And well, he, as he described it, it was something about how he said, you know, what people then do is they find the four worst things you've ever said yeah. in yeah. public yeah. and make that out to be you. And like you've just said, yeah. it's not him. It's like when Owen Jones had a go at the New European. Yeah. We had a cartoon of him on the front cover and we had... Do you remember that picture I remember you showed it to of me, yeah. Corbyn with the wreath yeah, yeah. laying the wreath? Mm. So we had like all the Labour people yeah. all looking gloomy and it was right. like the death of the Labour Party right. was the, on the wreath. Yes. And and behind at the back was Owen Jones crying yeah. away right. So Owen Jones sees this, immediately says, Ha, look, obvious homophobic uh, trope. Yeah. I why am I seen yeah. as the hysterical person bursting into tears right. and this thing? And Pink News, which is actually a very good uh, gay uh, website, Mm. news website, got in touch with me and said, why have you portrayed Mm. Owen Jones as this hysterical knobhead? And I said, it's because he's an hysterical (laughs) knobhead. Right. You know, pure and simple. But also, how different is that? that From, you know, and I know you, you might say I'm making a bit of a dangerous leap here, but how different is that from the guys in Paris turning up with machine guns at Charlie Hebdo and saying you can't do that? Well, it's it's the same it's the line same, of thought. It's the same line of thought, isn't it? I'd say it's. I'd say that is one v- at the very far end of the yeah. uh, of the train. Yeah, but it's line, censorship. But it's it's saying to people is, yeah. who write for a living, yeah. uh, or even people who are on Twitter, yeah. there's only some things you can say. Yeah, and there are and other if you things don't you conform, can't say. You need to be stamped. And out. that is not freedom of speech. And yeah. I know we don't absolutely have freedom of speech, yeah. but you were mentioning to me the other day um, Toby Young's new kind of project. Yes, because Toby Young has set up some kind of free speech society. The Free Speech Union, he's called it, I saw. And um, he was on Radio 4 uh, on Monday morning talking about it. And Trevor Phillips was on as well. I like a lot. Yeah, well, so I thought... I think they're both interesting individuals. I was expecting Trevor Phillips, you know, they usually try and balance Mm. stuff out. So Toby Young, who is a very contentious guy, he said a lot of stuff I can't stand. Would I want to go out for dinner with him? Probably not, but... You know, do I care? But he's an interesting guy. He is a very interesting guy. And he's done loads of stuff, mm. especially around education. Yeah. So there's lots to commend him right. about. But he has said some really knobheadish I mean, things. There's the a, a little um, clip going around of him on, on Twitter, which I think he's putting out himself. Right. Of a kind of little stand up thing that he does, which is very yes, funny. No, that but it's thing, in terribly bad good. taste about yeah. the Kleenex. That's right. You know, that that one about the Kleenex. And I'm literally bursting yeah. out laughing. But yeah. I'm not. I mean, you know, I was. But it was it. kind of newsroom humour, wasn't it? It was, it was the really. kind of thing you would never want the cameras no. to capture. No, no. And, and there, you, and that is the problem with Twitter: is that you, you've had a few glasses of wine, everything's out, of and context. something's out there, and you can never take it back. No, and it's there forever. Right. And you write stuff with the feeling that it's ephemeral and it's just a passing conversation yeah. and then five years later it comes back as a right. screen grab and it's and it identifies yeah. you as a monster to yeah. society well i mean know? it happened in a way to that guy in downing street didn't it now you might have a view uh, of what's his name andrew kabinsky was it what oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. um you know and he turned out to be worse than hitler yeah you know eugenicist <laughs> absolutely awful yeah. horrendous guy now he looks a bit of a geek to me, yeah. and I probably wouldn't employ him because yeah. I don't even know what a future forecaster is. 
to be honest. And obviously the obvious joke that he didn't forecast his own demise <laughs> means he's maybe not so good at it. But the bottom line is, he, he, he would argue that all of that stuff that was quoted about him was taken way out of context. Yeah. And it was in the context. And I, I watched somebody's face fall when I was talking about it last week. Um, because I said, you know, this idea that you can actually give contraception to people who are irresponsible, uh, who are not uh, well enough endowed with money to raise children, who are maybe too young, um, that's not completely out of the ordinary. Because when I worked in Edinburgh, there was a 12-year-old girl who got pregnant, and she, as a result of going into care, was then given the old injection in the arm, Really? Uh, which meant that she couldn't conceive any more children until she was 16. Oh, uh, right, until she was 16. Forcibly, yeah. until she was 16, wow. that's what they did. And that was Edinburgh yeah. um, Social Like a long-term contraceptive thing. Yeah, yeah. social care. Yeah. That's cause, I mean, for her own good. For her own good, yeah, because yeah, otherwise, yeah. who knows, she might have had three or four See, kids. The, I think the problem with, with uh, that guy was that he was he was going deep into the realms of black people have lower IQs yeah. than, than white people. Yeah. And, you know, stuff that he well, says he was quoted oh, scientifically true. You he know, was quoted but... as saying all this stuff. I, of course, have not seen the context. No. I haven't seen the piece that he wrote. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, that's a hideously stupid thing to say. Yeah. But it might be that he wasn't actually saying that because that's what we know from the way it was represented. It could be. It could you know? be. I mean, I, personally, I found it more alarming the fact that that guy hadn't been vetted before they'd well, exactly. offered him the job. I mean, it's one thing to yeah. ask for weirdos and freaks to apply for yeah, jobs, but, but you're supposed to still vet them. You should, I mean, especially when they, you are in, inviting weirdos and freaks in. Well, exactly know. right. I mean, there I mean, is a clue in the, there in the is, job description. In the job description, Hi, yeah. I'm chief freak. Maybe you should 10. apply as a kind of... Uh, what, as, as a weirdo an undercover, freak? No, as an undercover job. I you couldn't know, pull it off, You man. know, this, by the way, in case everybody doesn't know, you're the man that masterminded the Buckingham Palace mole. I do. Right? I so why not pose as somebody who wants to work for as a weirdo as a weirdo but you can make up your own identity yes and see if you can get in you could yes i could start a blog with just like cut and paste load of gibberish from some phd somewhere yeah be great and then point to it Mm. but people might say aren't you that dickhead from the thought police (laughs) (laughs) or more likely that one that got outed on twitter for being horrible by the way you mentioned something about the uh, future forecaster do you remember the the very famous story about kelvin mckenzie when i do editor of the sun sacking the astrologist and wasn't it wendy lee i think it was wendy lee well the first line on the letter said as you will already no doubt know (laughs) (laughs) absolutely right but I mean, you know, it has been a funny old, uh, a funny old week because not only has there been this kind of, uh, you know, war going on between the civil service and Pretty Patel and all yeah. of that, and the immigration announcements and all of that, but it's almost as like now it feels as though the social media kind of news agenda has shifted, mm. and it's no longer about what's actually really going on. Mm. It's just about what's going on on Twitter. Yeah. So that all the, you know, the bullying allegations, the racist allegations, yeah. the kind of the, the the reverberations with the Caroline Flack death yes um are still going on there yeah and meanwhile the rest of the world just it's continues normal. as if nothing has happened well, I, I can't remember what the exact figure is of, of twitter users in the uk but i think it's in the sort of low hundreds of thousands is it three or four hundred thousand oh, so it's not in the millions then no really no, not at all so it is a it is a very navel gazing yes. insular subset and, and I also say, one of the things that they said i think when yeah. they were being investigated for financial kind of you know impropriety if you like just because um, people were trying to work out how much money the company was worth yeah they worked out that something like a minimum of 40 percent of their users were fake yeah in the sense that 
um, you know, nobody yeah. knew who they were. They're bots. They yeah. were bots. Yeah. Or, you know, and they yeah. can't actually put a number on it. Yeah. So they don't even know. So it's when you see the, all these names like, you know, RB2174543321, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's right. obviously some bloke in St. Petersburg. Yeah. You know? Well, I love it when you get called a nobody by somebody who's got a fake name. <laughs> yeah. well, you've actually got a fake name, you're calling me a nobody. At least I exist. At least I have a name. You man. know, yeah. I had some bloke called um, Mr. Um, Mr. What was he? Mr. Ethics or something like that. Oh yeah, no, I, I, saw, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and I said, well, you know, I expect to be an anonymous troll. I'm not anonymous. Everyone knows who I am. I'm like, well, well I don't know who you are. Yeah. How, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, sorry, mate. And then he but, gives me about about ten minutes worth of abuse, and then says, maybe I should come on your show. Oh. And I went, God. well, that's never going to happen, mate. God. You know. That was an interesting observation, right? From uh, Mark De Stefano, who's the media correspondent for the FT. Yes. Buzzfeed, and he's a really good reporter, mm. I think, unearthed loads of good scoops. And I saw he had tweeted about Toby Young's thing. He oh. said, let's be clear here, and he said, I can't remember the exact word he used, but he was basically accusing Toby Young of, of running a scam. In fact, I think he did say, this is a scam set up by Toby Young so that every time there's a pile-on against somebody who said something stupid, he'll get called up onto Radio 4 to talk about it. Oh, well, so that he can get paid? Yeah, or whatever. But I just thought, well... Why is that? What you know? Even if that is Toby Young's uh, uh, idea, right? Isn't it completely legitimate to have somebody on air giving a counter view to all the political correctness? Well, you would think so. that People have in their lives yeah. ruined. You know, shouldn't somebody just stand up and say uh, it was a joke? You know, it may have been a bad joke and an offensive joke, but it was a joke. Yeah. That doesn't make that guy Stalin. No, know? exactly right. And I think that is the problem that we've basically got this whole kind of society thing wrong where the punishment far outweighs whatever the, uh, yeah. the the criminality was meant to be. You know, yeah. like, if you say something a bit stupid and a bit unwise, you always have to be sacked. Yeah. And what do you think's going to happen then? That's right. You know? Yeah. Extraordinary. Extraordinary kind of how it's changed in the last 20 years. And you think about what has gone under, under the bridge, you know, in terms of serious crime and, yeah. and all sorts of bad... Uh, behavior from yes. top bosses but no but, but now, also you can't you also can't attack anybody who calls the prime minister racist uh, yeah. you can however say that uh, you know it's a great idea to release um former islamic terrorists onto the streets yeah uh, because it's their human rights yeah. that they should be able to come back and have another go it's not i mean it's bizarre because it's it? it's perceived as racist if you say actually do you know what lock him up forever and throw away the key yeah. and frankly you know um, that's the side i'm veering on well no, exactly know what they do uh one thing I think is is um, equally strange and dangerous is this idea that 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 conversation then gets picked up by mainstream media yes. and presented as here is something of interest and of newsworthiness, yeah. which then affirms all of the kind of the ridiculous pylon yeah. going on. You know, it's not, it's not it's just a load of idiots chuntering at each other. It is. Now, I've got some news for you, breaking oh, news, however, breaking news. Uh, because this was sent in by uh, somebody called Richard uh, in response to the conversation we've had about uh, seahorses the size so, of Cadillac. Oh, you found a seahorse the size of a Cadillac, I found it. fossils, right? Yeah. The size of cars, yeah. which are in fact turtles. Right. I know I saw right. that in did the you news. See that? Yeah, I did. Massive things. There's a BBC story. Yeah, but turtles so, are quite big. Have you ever seen a real turtle? Oh, yeah, I've seen them in Mexico. Yeah, they're huge. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen, in fact, there's a place. Um, Somewhere in the West Country, where they yeah. keep an old, one of the oldest turtles in the yeah. world, and it sort of walks so that, around. Yeah, but that's not a massive leap. It's not the size of a car. 
No, no, not now. But everything was a bit bigger then. Oh, you think they're getting smaller? But seahorses, seahorses are the size of your little finger. Well, they used to be. So to blow that up to the size of it. Look at the size of that, right? That's a... a, But uh, the equivalent would be, you would have to say to me, they've found a turtle the size of Wembley. Wembley? Yeah, because that would be the equivalent magnification of scale you're talking about. it says here, the turtle, which is called Stupendimus Geographicus, is believed to have roamed <laughs> northern South America between 13 and 7 million years ago. Amazing. It's quite a big area, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fossils were found in Colombia's Tatacoa Desert yes. and Venezuela's Uramaco region. Ah. So there you go. Very good. So what I'm saying is is that, you know, it's entirely possible. Things were bigger back then. Well, they were bigger, but yeah. also um, that would make it very, very uh, possible for big things to still be living in parts of the sea that we haven't got to yet. Ah, that's okay. My oh, sorry, I haven't quite grasped the full madness yeah, of your yeah. theorising. No, it's not madness. So you are, do you what believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Um, no. You were can't, well. You hesitated there. You saw like what, uh, I do a little bit. Well, but I'm not going to say that. I think life. it's entirely possible that there is some kind of serpent. <laughs> <laughs> why not in Loch Ness? Yeah, yeah. Because I'll tell you why. <laughs> there are people. <laughs> there are people who believe that there is a, a little kind of channel which takes you out to sea. Yeah. That you can get <laughs> through from the Loch from Loch Ness, right? You can, yeah. Because Loch Ness, it's I think... sea lock, of course there yeah, is. Yes, exactly. So the thing doesn't necessarily live in Loch Ness, it but it might pops in visit again. every now and again, yeah. A serpent. A serpent, yeah. What kind of serpent lives <laughs> in the North Sea? <laughs> I don't know. A giant know. serpent. A giant serpent. So the answer to the question, do you believe in the Loch Ness My monster My father is... told me a yes. story, right? When he was in uh, India during yeah. the war, training to be an RAF navigator, yeah. he went swimming. Um, in the Bay of um, Bengal one day, yeah. and he got attacked by a serpent. Yeah. Well, and I he, could understand you know, that. Yeah, That's so there are such serpents, things as serpents. Sea serpents live yeah. in Bengal. Yeah. So why wouldn't there be one in Scotland? Because they don't live there. Well, and you, it's too you, cold. Well, that's and, a bit like saying there's no Indian sure restaurants we'll be, in Glasgow. I'm sure. I'm, you I'm, know, there's plenty of people from the Bay of Bengal now living in Glasgow. Why couldn't they have a serpent? <laughs> hey? <laughs> so your theory is that some Indian restaurateur from Glasgow, yeah. his great-grandfather hey, listen, all smuggled I'm in a serpent is, all from the I'm Bay saying, of Bengal and released like, you know what it into the North like? Sea. I feel like Henry Fonda in the t- uh, Twelve Angry Men. <laughs> it's possible, isn't it? It's entirely possible that there is a creature yeah. that lives in the sea, yeah. uh, which people have seen, which yeah. is some kind of serpent. They assume it's a monster. It's not. Yeah. A mo- I'm not saying it's a yeah. monster, but it could be a serpent. Do you know the most interesting fact about the Loch Ness Monster? What is it? Is it was first sighted, yeah. and I'm doing inverted commas yes. when I say sighted, the year that the Scottish National Tourist Board was established. Is that right? Go figure. Now, I don't believe that. That's true. I don't believe That's it. That's a fact. So what, that funny old picture, yeah. which everyone says is basically somebody's bathtub and it's been yeah. you know, sort yeah. of magnified up, yeah. you're saying that's when the Scottish Tourist Board was founded? Yeah, it was like, it was like 1911 it doesn't sound or something like that. It doesn't sound convincing to me. Well, well, I'm sure we'll hear more of this. I'm sure we will. Now, what we haven't talked about is half-term, because you guys have just been on half-term, yeah. I've just been on half-term as yeah. well. Do you know what I did? Go on. I took the kids to Parliament. Did you? Which was fantastic. All week. Yeah. No, but it was brilliant because I haven't been inside the the Palace of Westminster probably since the late 90s. It's amazing, isn't um, it? When I used to work at the Express, so they used to go down and drink with the guys. You know, they've shut the press bar. It's not there anymore. I heard that. Uh, um, And because it was on recess, we could go through, and I got a a very friendly MP to take us through who was brilliant. Um, 
and we were able to stand inside the Lord's Chamber, really? inside the Queen's robing room, really? where there is a secret door to a toilet, which I was told about, yeah. um, and also stand inside the Commons. It was fantastic. Were you able to go into the chamber? Yes, the because, because they were in recess. Amazing. So there was nobody around. And you could could you walk up towards the dispatch box? And that? Yeah, we stood right at the dispatch box. I mean, the only problem was you couldn't take any pictures, you're yeah. not allowed to take pictures, but we literally stood... Um, my two sons stood where Boris and Jeremy stand. Amazing. Uh, as as it was explained to us that they are, they have to be by law two sword lengths away That's from right. each other. That's right. But it was really amazing. It's such yeah. a great place. Mind you, from what I've heard about Boris's sword, that that well, line might need extending. I can't say too much. There might be some news coming on that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. But anyway, so how was your <laughs> half turn? Well. It was mixed, I would say. We went up to Norwich. Did you go up to Norwich? We did, yeah. I don't have a place so, to go to half term. So the thing have you is, got a place up there? Yeah, I have, yeah. Where I stay because, midweek. Oh, right, when okay. I'm, our headquarters so your real is house in is in London? Yeah. I thought you might have like a big country manor or something. No, 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 no. But it's a small... It's a well, Actually, it's a four-bedroom bungalow. <laughs> it's very, very nice. Very small four-bedroom yeah, bungalow. Yeah, with a garden Why and everything. Why do you need a four-bedroom bungalow? It's only you. Well, no, so we thought we'd use it for holidays, and okay. my mum and dad can use it and all of that. And mm. that happens to an extent, but not... Is it actually in Norwich, or is it's it It's about 15 minutes outside of Norwich. Okay. But 15 minutes outside of Norwich, and you're in the middle of a beautiful countryside. Is that, like, sort of by the, by the seaside? Branches no, not quite. Norwich. Norwich is about 40 minutes from the, from the coast. Okay. But... You're on, I really don't know got, that part of the world very it's well. It's got rivers coursing through it, yeah. and we're on a river called the Yare. Okay. Whose banks are about to burst, I believe, really? in, in all this rain. Yeah, are you so going to lose this? Stuff. Are you going to get flooded? No, ours is on a hill, thankfully. Right. So we'll be like the last vestige of, mm. of civilization. It doesn't surprise me. No. So you've, you've taken <laughs> every opportunity to take advantage of your yeah. sort of, you know, wealthy status to make well, sure that you're much better off than I wouldn't describe it as wealthy, but I would say hard-earned lucre. Oh, yeah. uh, really? Anyway, so we went there, and the thing is... My eldest, he's 14, and he's he's outgrown the, isn't it great to be in the countryside yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know, he just wants to be spray painting a wall yeah. somewhere. Oh, or, yeah, they, you know. yeah, they hate the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of aggro with mm. him. But, you know, it was it was generally good. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, so as far as the um, the next podcast is concerned, it's currently a bit up in the air. We're yeah. not sure if we're going to be able to do another one. I know. Um, because of the restrictions of time this week. But if yeah. that was to be the case, yeah. we could just apologise, right? Yeah. And say to everybody, look, we're really sorry. But we've only managed to have time to do one this week because yeah. really did we didn't do any last week. No, I know. So we might sorry to, about that. We might have to make up for it next week if that's the case. Well, why don't we commit now? If we do it, then fine. If yeah. we, we might do one for Thursday, fine. But otherwise, we will commit to doing two extra long ones next week, like oh, okay. fifty minutes each. That's a good idea to sort of make up for it. Yes, because there'll be plenty to talk about. Oh my gosh! Yes. But, Bet your life. There is. Um, we've got to go now, though, uh, because uh, he's Matt Kelly, I'm Mike Graham, and somebody's about to throw us out of here. So uh, we go. See you soon. See you soon. Adios. Adios. Personally, I found it more alarming the fact that that guy hadn't been vetted before they'd well, exactly. offered him the job. I mean, it's one thing to yeah. ask for weirdos and freaks to apply for yeah, jobs, but, but you're supposed to still vet them. You should. I mean, especially when they, you are. In inviting weirdos and freaks in. Well, you know? exactly right. I mean, there is a clue in the, there in the is. job description. In the job description, Hi, yeah. I'm Chief Freak. Maybe you should 10. apply as a kind of... Uh, well, as a as weirdo an undercover, freak? No, as an undercover job. I you couldn't know, pull it off, You man. know, this, by the way, in case everybody doesn't know, you're the man that masterminded the Buckingham Palace mole. I do. Right? I so did. why not pose as uh, somebody who wants to work for... As a weirdo Cummings, and as a weirdo, but you could make up your own identity. Yes. And see if you can get in. You could, yes, I could start a blog with just yeah. like cut and paste a load of gibberish yeah. from some PhD somewhere. Yeah, it'd be great. And then point to it. Mm. And, but people might say, aren't you that dickhead from the Thought Police? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, you always worry, don't you, that he's gonna, one day something gonna bad go is going to happen. And they'll, because they get you in the end. I mean, yeah. I saw one of those memes the other day that said, you know, what they do is they poke you and poke you and poke you until your worst side comes out. Yeah. And then they blame you. And well, then that, they say they're the victim. You see, that's where I found myself all too easily uh, mm. enticed. To... You were kind of sucked in. Yeah, I was. And I, I, we've, you know, all, we've all been there. And that's not me. And I, so I just thought, no. I don't need it. It does does me no benefit. No. I can still go on and, yeah. and sort of look at what people are saying if mm-hmm. I want to. But I just was thinking, what is the upside? Yeah, yeah. And there is no, no upside for someone like me. No. So I, just I mean, off. I'm the same. I mean, if it wasn't for what I do, I don't think I'd bother. No. You know, this is why I find it amazing that people who don't do what yeah. I do, do bother. Well, mate, the time you, know? you get back into your life is unbelievable. Yes. Do you what believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Um, no. You were can't, well. You hesitated there. You saw like well, uh, I do a little bit. Well, but I'm not going to say that. I think life. it's entirely possible that there is some kind of serpent. 